1: Fragments of silicon, where we generally don't give trophies just for participation. <laughs>
2: you read before you um, start
1: I think that started as a politics thing and just kind of morphed
2: well, yeah it's know. a politics thing but
3: <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting into that in an hour
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Well, more than sorry than that, I know it's
1: not the best but I don't always come up with my best stuff
2: That aside welcome to another installment of Fragments of Silicon uh, the alpha episode yeah we had another European interview this week um, joining me as always are well the crew. Uh Petty Fan. Yo. Ogre.
0: I forgot Alpha was involved in that whole mega storyline for a bit.
2: Twilight. Hello. <laughs> and Galix, I am indeed here. Anyway, um well let's get to the news. Uh Galix, why don't you start us off for the week? Um
1: it's been kinda warm and humid coming off of the uh hurricane based rain stuff, so that's uh hasn't been a whole ton of fun. Um Other than that, not a whole ton going on uh coming out into almost the beginning of October now. Um I I'm going to try to play some of the games for this for review this week a little later today. I didn't have a chance to earlier and uh hmm other than that, mostly for video games that I've actually been having time to play is Metroid Samus Returns, which I'm in the end endish game of. I got all of the all of the major power-ups except for the power bomb, so I figure I'm pretty close to the end aside from the post-game stuff. Um yeah, I haven't had as much time to play video games as I want to, which is always a little bit annoying, but, you know, that's just how life is, I guess.
2: Right. Twilight?
1: Well, it's also been hot and humid over here in the past few days. And, uh... It hasn't been too bad, though. Um, with, um, well... Since
0: we're getting near October,
1: tourism is picking up over here since our autumn related festivals are going to be around pretty soon. And um, besides that, I've um, been playing games for a show, and that's about it. Not much going on this past week.
2: All right, um, Ogre? I don't know how to
0: say it, but we finally beat Hallerkanassus last week. (laughs) And goddamn, were we so happy. I screamed so loud, I woke up my mom. I'm pretty sure my dad pooped himself, and I think the cat (laughs) ran away for a few hours.
3: (laughs) That's how you do it.
0: (laughs) It Which makes all kinds of sense, because I think we were on that for, what, two months or something like that? Yeah. So... Yay for that! In fact, we did all of one through three yesterday. Petty stole every fucking thing from me, but, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> but I'm not bitter about that at all. Hey, to
3: be fair, one at least one of those you already had.
0: Well, no, yeah, you, hey, you actually got both the accessories I already had. So yeah, not like I was missing out on those. It was the the hands and the twine that kind of great uh, kind of grinded my gears there for a bit, but. Whatever. I'm still I-35 now. I'm 335, so...
1: Now, this is a raid,
0: or is it like a whole area, or what? It's a raid.
3: Yeah, we're doing Omega.
0: Anyway, outside of that, recordings are going fine. Doing a small one before another big thing, and then, uh, I don't know. We're kind of after, I think after Color Splash, we're kind of at the seat of our pants kind of thing. And mm-hmm. also, on Monday, my car got a flat tire.
3: Ooh, that's not good.
0: Yeah, the right front tire that has been slowly leaking for the past couple of years just finally decided fuck it and had a big old hole ripped into it, so had Yikes. to not only. Had to not. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I actually drove to Naco's on that tire. <laughs> perfectly fine started driving back and after so long i just heard rubber 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 and i was like oh yep that's a flat tire
3: and that's like damn it
0: side, pulled off to a side road and we had to get the car towed to a mechanics and get that all sorted out which it did so Not there like, was
3: no like damage to the wheel was there it was just no, tire was there- flat
0: there was no damage to the rim or anything, but the the wheel was pretty much lost because it just had a hole. It just had a hole ripped into it, so yeah, it was pretty much DOA, which is kind of fine with me to get a new tire on that one because mm. that tire has been just shit for years now. So
3: yeah, the, the tires are out. easy to replace now. If you damage the wheel itself, that's
0: that's costly. Yeah, trust me. When I heard the crumble, crumble of the rubber on the road, my first instinct was pull over as soon as I can and just park it, because that is a dead tire. And Mm -hmm. further on that, and I just rip it apart, and the rim just goes crazy. Yeah. Did you have to get it
1: towed, or?
0: Had to get it towed. I was was out of town. I was in the town that Naka lives in, but not the town I was in, so it had to get towed to a mechanic in our town. Had to get that fixed and everything. Which is fun to do at the dead of night and everything. <laughs> oh, dear. Bet that well, cost like, a pretty penny. Uh, well, I'm assuming the insurance covered it and mm. the mechanic. It's actually a pretty decent guy, so we got it for like 90 bucks for the repair and everything. Nifty. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, everything's been A-OK, except for that moment, because that fucking pissed me off. But everybody's got to have car troubles eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. Now on to the hand stealing bitch tank. (laughs) I'm guessing that's me. I'm not bitter.
3: I'd let you have it if I could, but I can't, so you have to live with it.
0: I'm not bitter.
3: Oh, not a whole lot to report on my end. I just tried to fire up my PSP a little bit ago, and I found its battery doesn't work. So, I have no clue how much that's going to cost to replace, but...
1: How old of a thing is this? It's got to be quite Uh, a while because it's a PSP.
3: It's a PSP 3000, so... And I got mine used, so your best guess.
1: (laughs) So pretty new for a PSP, but that's not saying much.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think the batteries are too expensive, so it's more of a crack one down that's not, you know, a piece of crap. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I imagine I can probably find one. It's just I need to be bothered to look. (laughs) Mm. And at least if I really want to play PSP games, I still have the battery from my um one thousand that will fit in the connector. I just need to hold the back of the PSP to keep the battery in.
1: Are they so? They're the same. They're different, like physical casings, but they have the same connector. They're different
3: they are different physical sizes. The PSP-1000 battery is thicker. Like almost twice the size of the 3000 itself. Ah. So yeah. And the way it's shaped, I can't just put the back of my um, 1000 battery door on there and call it good. Because again, different physical shape.
1: Right.
3: So, aside from that, uh, not a whole lot's been going on.
0: Right. Except for stealing so. my hand pieces. <laughs> not bitter. Not fucking bitter.
2: <laughs> Alright, you can settle uh, that dispute in gladiatorial combat later.
0: I don't know how anyway. a Paladin versus Dark Knight would work. Poorly for like- you.
2: Right. Any big. right. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I'm pleased to say that Fragments of Silicon um, is about as up to date on things as it's going to. Like, I mean, there's no force that's going to get us back that you know, lost recording week, but, you know, um, we're all caught up on reviews. Um, guest situations have all been resolved, that kind of thing. So it's regular order, once again back yeah, to our normal yeah. schedule um, we're back to, uh, you know we're back to our normal interview schedule and so on and so forth now thankfully it, it didn't take that much to get things straightened uh, let's see uh, doing a thing in a couple of days that I can't talk about for reasons but it's something I've been building up towards for months let's just say that. And mm, I think that's about it as
1: far as my news goes. Adam, we told you, you can tell us when you're going to start the revolution.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I don't want them to know that. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, getting back on track here, um, uh, you'll note we don't have a guest. Um, That's more. That's more to do to the guest itself than anything to do with, like, Irma or anything. Uh, The guests we had slated, um, they were from Japan. So uh, timing issues were a factor, or were the factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could not agree on a good um, date and time to have them on the broadcast, either now or later. So, and, um, and... mentioning last week, uh, Bandai Namco, they're sending a new guy. Um, we're having them next week. So, and there wasn't enough time to seek out anybody new. So here we are with two topics for the price of one.
3: It's and double the part- value. It's
2: yes. <laughs> like, it's the reason why we can we could never get rid of the topic of discussion, even if we wanted to, because sometimes guest plans don't uh, work out as you expect, and you have to have a fallback. This is our fallback. Like So it's a bit of an odd mixture, if you can see the header. We're talking about NBA 2K18. Um, that should be a tip-off that this this game is... I hesitate to use the word extraordinary because, actually, from what I understand, as far as sports games go, um, this is kind of a magnification of what's been going on in this sector for a while. But this installment's just kind of the one that blew up. And you know it's significant if we're talking about a fucking sports game. Because none of us really do sports games. Yeah. We do not care about the sports ball.
3: I think I'm the only one here who's really cared about sports, and that's just NFL.
2: Well, it's like, especially like something like the N, like uh, an NBA 2K release. Yeah. Like, no, I don't uh, for the video
1: games, but I'm at le- I'm legally required as a resident of New England to be at least vaguely conversant in right sports right. teams. Yeah. Boston Blime. Celtics.
0: I'm pretty much in on baseball anytime so yeah
2: but i'm uh, like uh, you know that's the sport itself video games you know does anyone here play fifa madden what have you no
3: because if i want to do sports stuff i can just go watch the
0: game
1: i had a baseball game on the n64 once i
0: used to play a lot of baseball games but then it kind of you know, after you don't have anyone to play with for so long, just kind of like, eh. Yeah.
3: Like, I think I had one of the old um, Genesis football games. I think it was, like, before Madden.
2: Okay, the overall point is we don't really buy or yeah. play sports games. Yeah, So not no more. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that uh, grammatical uh, nightmare.
0: <laughs> not no but... more's no man's. Okay, strong. Anyway,
2: getting back on track here. The point is, we don't really buy sports games, least of which, um, NBA games. So, you know, the fear has uh, been really intense if it's reaching our shores. Yes. So, um, I suppose we should just get into what's wrong with NBA Two K eighteen, and. So you know, at its basic level, it's it's a free to play game that's being that's being charged uh, for... sixty
3: bucks. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it I it think... is as as
1: Jim Sterling called it fee to pay, but it's like way more of that than most games have dared to be. Yeah.
2: Well, it, well, mm-hmm. it's because um, it, it's literally a f- free to play ecosystem built into a premium game system. Like, you know, don't they
3: actually have timers and shit?
2: I'm not sure if they have timers, but uh, it's the old um, everything is so expensive that you either have to grind. That's what hour, I was thinking hour, of,
3: yeah. Super yeah, intense hours, grinding. Hours.
2: Yeah, you have to grind beyond the pale of all sanity, or you do what they want you to do, and you spend real money for all of the shit to unlock. Mm-hmm. You know.
3: And this isn't additional content, this is stuff that came with the game.
2: Right, and it's everything. It's, you know, it's the experience points, it's the cosmetics features, it's probably other modes. You know, just everything is locked. Everything is behind a paywall.
3: Even your character starts out as literal garbage, and you Mm -hmm. have to pay... Basically, 2k extra money to make your character not suck in a reasonable amount of time.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate extension of the shit that used to be free, you know, say the PlayStation 2 era, is now all carved up and, you know, um, delivered to you piecemeal. You know, it's the, you know, the logical nightmare of microtransactions. And yeah, it hasn't been going down well. Although, you know, one thing I, I don't agree with, like, the Jim Sterlings on the, wa- the world is blaming it all on the publisher. The fucking audience has to take its share of the fucking blame because, you know what, they buy into this. You know, call it the Skinner box mechanic as well, but, you, you know, it's they keep getting away with this because a good portion of the user base... You know, shrugs its shoulders and pays the monies.
1: Even even when it involves paying twice for a mustache and matching hair. Right.
2: So, they are to blame for this. I get that they're being manipulated, but I'm like, I, I can't call them um, completely faultless. Yeah, because
3: apparently they started doing this shit last year.
2: Uh, from what i heard it's actually been you know the the whole currency scheme goes back a few years but you know it really started to ramp up last year and now we got this mess
1: yeah
3: they could have just you know not bought it last year when they heard
1: about this stuff yeah and but that would involve not 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 buying the virtual component of the sport that is a religion in some states
2: um, you're thinking of another sport. It's like, some... Oh, right, it's it, it's
1: college basketball that's a religion in some states.
2: Once no one again, cares you're... about the NBA. No, people care about the NBA, but, you know, the, the religion thing is more football. I we'll know, yep. Uh-huh. So, like, the NBA, not quite on that level, I don't think. But, uh, anyway, the point of order is, and it, and unlike other sports... There's actual competition um, in the NBA world. Like, yeah, it's and,
1: not completely locked up like Madden did.
2: Yeah, Madden or um, FIFA. Although even FIFA has its you know, Project Evolution soccer to challenge it. You know. And baseball is a weird situation because, well, uh, from what I understand, outside of the show, um, the MLB kind of priced themselves out of the market. Like, nobody wants to pay the fees that they do, that the uh, the MLB wants for the baseball license. You know, especially after 2K went in very expensively with the exclusivity deal that so did not work out for them. But uh, tangents aside, you know, you do have another choice in terms of uh, basketball games. And I don't, like... I don't know how this is all going to play out because, you know, people are pissed, but the question is how many people are really pissed?
1: Yeah. Are they pissed or are they actually not buying the game or whatever pissed? Because there's one of those that the companies care about.
2: Right. It's like, are you a vocal minority? Are you somebody who's just whining and still supporting this? Or if it's too late and you already bought it, are you going to boycott the next release? That kind of deal. That's the shit that actually matters to the publishers. You
3: know, yeah, because like, if you bought it through PSN and Xbox Live, you can't return it here in the U.S. You're literally stuck with it.
2: Right. It's like, now if they offered a refund for it and all that stuff, it that means, like, if there's an actual digital refund for this game, that means so many people got so fed up with this that they had to do that which means it was a very significant amount of people getting mad at the state of this game. Now, but, yeah, ultimately, uh, you know, I am not one to excuse the audience for buying into this literally. Like, it's kind of like with cheat codes. You know, like p- people paying for cheats and p- people paying for all this shit. Guess what? People actually like paying for that convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why shit keeps being perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Now, and it, it's kind, you know, it's kind of why I find the whole "it's all on the publisher" yeah, a bit simplistic, because you now it does. And I guess you could um, argue manipulation and that there's certainly there's certainly that factor going into the whole mobile market um, free-to-play atmosphere you know uh, the Skinner box mechanism and that's what this is but it's like the difference being is like you didn't pay for entry into a mobile game you know, or if you did,
3: much. yeah. Or if you did, it was like five dollars.
2: Yeah. Well, it depends on the mobile game. Yeah. There's predatory free, uh, free-to-play games out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it got like, especially like, uh, you know, a few years ago when it got into the children's arena, you know, had people um, getting like thousands of dollars in charges from these things. But that's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, into like. In terms of NBA 2K18, it's the current symbol of, you know, current trends that are flowing through the video game industry. You know, um, however you want to define them, Uh, you know, game as service, game as platform, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it's more $60 is just the entry fee, you know, Mm -hmm. and... I'm pretty like I wouldn't be surprised if two uh, NBA Two K eighteen also has like a season pass. It does. Yeah, that sounds about right. For what more options that you have to pay for separately? <sighs> uh, let's find out.
3: Yeah. <sighs> well,
2: the power like? of Google. Yeah. Well, and uh, keep in mind this is just the base edition. Um, you can. Uh, you know, another thing is you can buy the Legend Gold Edition or the Legend Edition, and you get you know more virtual currency. You know, it has it, got the it's got the same f- you know free-to-play purchasing pack bullshit. You now, yeah, but yeah, you know it's like um, you know it's getting torn apart on Steam.
3: <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> Especially because the Steam version looks like ass, but we'll get to that in a minute.
2: Yeah, I'm like, well, the, the, well, the game looks fucking terrible. You know? I think the review yeah. that
3: you showed us was from the PC version. I don't remember seeing much on the um, like console apparently, it's,
2: apparently it's across the board. Like mm. this game, like I don't know if they, uh, you know, I, I honestly don't know what went on
3: here yeah looking at the um legendary edition it gives you four day early access which is useless to you now a hundred thousand in virtual currency um 20 my team packs which i guess is like some sort of card thing i'm not really sure on that a shaquille o'neal jersey a pair of Shaquille O'Neal shoes, and a championship ring for your character to wear in-game.
2: Lovely. That, that yep. sounds like it's worth $150.
3: Well, right now it's 100 bucks at least for PS4, but that's still not worth it.
2: Yeah, That's still $100 for a fucking game.
3: Oh, and I guess it comes with physical poster, um, stickers, and some sort of trading cards. But that's only if you buy it at, like, GameStop or something like that. If you buy the um, download version, you get nothing but the um, digital stuff. Yeah. Even so, if you, like, get the download code from GameStop.
2: Yeah. So compounding matters is, well, the uh, the other brouhaha that's... Uh, that happened around this game, and that's uh, involving the site, the Sixth Axis, who um, basically formulated a protest uh, review. Um, they basically they actually took into account, um, you know, all of the f- free to play bullshit that's going on here, and said, "No, no, this is fucking terrible," and Two K allegedly pressured uh the site to get it uh, to take down the review score because that actually went into metacritic
3: yeah and this is, i guess we should mention this is all alleged stuff we don't have anything confirmed from either party yeah
2: and we're probably never going to get confirmation confirming things
1: isn't always good business
3: okay yeah, on psn it looks like there isn't a season pass for this game but
2: yeah. I, that's interesting. Like but uh yeah, apparently the biggest failing isn't even the terrible graphics. This is like um yeah, it's not what I, like when
1: one of the main ways that they're trying to improve sports games nowadays is it looks even more like you're really there. Uh this game is not very high on the really there sco- chart. Well, it's well, like, it's also... from what
3: I've seen, the actual in game, like the actual playing of basketball, looks fine.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's everything the, um...
3: outside of that, oh God, it looks like PS2 era at best.
2: Yeah, I'm like, especially bad is like the, um, the street zone. Like, th- this looks like a flat out Dreamcast era or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know. But apparently, the worst feature is all the bugs. And this, uh, like, from what I've read, this actually also applies to the um, Nintendo Switch version. Like, um, Nintendo Life refused to give a score on the game because uh, they they encountered so many bugs, uh, especially in that um, uh, that story mode.
3: Like, I think there were reports of players popping up from the ground and shit like that.
2: Yeah. uh, it's like, and, uh, you know, st- rules not working, uh, and the, m- the longer you went through, the more bugs showed up. Like, a hideous uh, level of, uh, a hideous, like, of QA. Are people really objecting to, to
1: uh, NBA 2K18 and goblins with players popping up from the ground?
3: <laughs> like, it makes it hard. <laughs> the ultimate hard mode.
2: Probably, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a—it's just a hot mess. Like I said, you know, I, I hope we've been able to convey just how much of a hot mess uh, the 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 whole endeavor is. You know, from being unpolished to. Um, the bugs and the ecosystem.
3: Yeah,
2: it's it's a terrible game. Yeah, and, and I, maybe, I don't know. Is it just
1: me, but it seems to me like in sports games, polish is really important because it's one of the most things that there is.
3: Yeah, literally, like all you're getting is a fresh coat of paint every year.
1: I mean, it's not like they're going to change the rules to the sports in the game that much.
3: It depends. Like, some, I think the recent NFL um, Madden game does reflect this year's rules, but the other ones aren't updated because they don't get any more money that way.
2: No, and uh, like, uh, you know, that argument goes all the way back. Like, geez, <laughs> ever since I guess sports games went yearly, which we're talking like the Genesis era. But it's not actually true. Like there are differences year to year, you know, because it's if it were that easy, um, it, w- it wouldn't take you know so much effort to make a new version of a game. Like you know, they they don't literally take last year's game and slap a new coat of paint on it, unless we're talking like legacy versions, like um, uh, like. Uh, like um, uh, the recent versions of like FIFA and Madden appearing on like the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are treated with the lazy effort because, well, you know, that's not their focus. They're just doing that because of the install base that's still lingering on those consoles. Now, and that was actually a big fear about the Switch versions of some of these sports games. Know, that they would um, bring last year's game with the updated roster to that platform in fact that's hap- that's what happened with um fifa 13 i believe for the wii u it was like fifa 12 with updated rosters something like that so um but yeah it's like t- And this like NBA Two K eighteen is definitely a new version of well this, I mean shit. One of the most prominent screenshots is um, the whole currency system, which really does look like it's out of a mobile game.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. It's got the same mobile tabulations and everything, with the same you know know, pay amount uh, you know pay this amount of money to get this amount of virtual currency. Yeah, and it's
3: something like. $400 four hundred dollars or whatever to get a, your character decently specced in a reasonable amount of time
2: wouldn't surprise me I'm like mm. you know, and also um the the whole vc currency is actually a playoff of the developer visual concepts mm-hmm. now, in the it's in the initials mm-hmm. yeah i think sterling kind of missed the joke there the um, reference. Well, I say that's allowed, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just noting it. Like, you know, if it was called virtual currency, it was pro- It was because of the developers' initials, is what I'm getting at. But anyway, that's a minor point. But yeah, it, it's like you basically have a game here that you know you have to invest literally hundreds of dollars in order to play properly. And you know, it, it, you know it isn't a surprise that people are going volcanic over this. But, you know, the question is, is it enough? You know, that's the really big push here. Like, because if it's just a vocal minority, guess what what next year's edition is going to look like? It's going to look like the same damn thing. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know, it's like, you know, a they, vocal minority can only do so much. Yeah, there has might to be have some bug fix.
3: Yeah, there might or, be some you know, bugs. There, there has to
2: be an actual way. loss of financial gain here before they're going to change their ways. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, uh, calling them ornery scum fucks is one thing, but that doesn't really change anything. Uh, because, yeah, it's like, you know, they're more worried about, you know, look at take two. That, you, know, they are, you know, they were worried that that negative sto- score was going to affect things. Mm-hmm. So, basically, what I'm getting at is hopefully next year's version isn't, well, this.
3: Literally and, anything but this.
2: Or, well, guess what? It could get worse.
3: That is because,
2: true. And I know you might be wondering, how could it get worse? Well, two words. Loot boxes. You know, they might find a Where way to... you can to no make...
1: longer actually just buy the thing you want. Like, you, you no longer just choose a particular haircut. You have to randomly have the haircut you want drop, and then you can buy it.
2: Don't, yeah, and don't put it past them that they wouldn't try this either. No. Mm. Uh, you know, or they could ha- they could um, boost the pre-order bonuses to well, Assassin's Creed level. <laughs> oh God. Like, you know, like I said, they it, believe it or not, th- this game has not run the gamut of all of the shitty publisher tricks yet. And the fact that I can point that out scares me greatly. Do you like Michael Jordan? Hope you pre-ordered from Amazon Canada. (laughs) Right. It's like, or if, you know, you wanted, I don't know, LeBron James. Hope you got it from Target.
3: Larry Bird, your guy. Hope you got it from
2: Best Buy. Yeah. That's the real sad part here. What we're talking about here, not only is feasible, it's been done. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's been done by other games. Just not by this franchise yet. But, like I said, there's still room for disimprovement. And, you know, be very, very wary about that. You know? uh, it's like, now, is, it, is there anything we, else we need to explore with this particular topic? Um,
3: I mean, other than the fact that the Switch version needs a micro SD card if you want to download it, but it's like, eh?
2: Well, yeah, the, uh, the Switch version
1: is odd. The Switch does not have a ton of internal memory. Yeah. is Why?
2: No, but uh, this is a very large game. Yeah, like the save yeah. file alone is about five gigs. Something like and that. People are pointing. And my
1: opinion on that is at least a, at least you need a micro SD and not a proprietary Sony shit stick that costs <laughs> twice as much. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah. I remember when I had to get my, um, Memory Stick Pro for my PSP. Fucking that is a- the
1: main reason why I do not own a PlayStation Vita.
3: Yeah, like, right now, the at least PSP Memory Sticks have third-party, so you can get a 64-gig one for, like, 20. But, yeah, looking at the Vita, it's still astronomical
1: what they want. Mm-hmm. There have literally been times when I was going at the store and I said, "Oh, the Vita's on sale. Hey, that's actually kind of a kind of a reasonable price." And there are a few games on the Vita I'd like to see. But if I got that, I'd have to buy a memory st- memory card, and those are how much?
3: Yeah, honestly, if you have a spare TV, your best bet is to look for a PlayStation TV. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, and people are wondering why the download is so big. Um, I couldn't exactly tell you, but. You know, like like Mario Party being, uh, not Mario Party, Mario Odyssey being what four point seven gigs or something like that. Um, different games are different, are built differently, and um, sports games have always been kind of space vacuums. Mm-hmm. Like um, going back in the day, the days of the memory card, saving for a sports game would uh, eat up a memory card. No, so, it absolutely does not surprise me that um, NBA 2K18 is a voracious monster of eating up memory space. No. Uh, especially since there's quite a lot of modes here and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably audio... I don't care
1: how terribly low resolution your textures are, the models take up a certain
2: amount. Right,
3: especially if you uh, have and, each um, NBA player currently on the roster modeled.
2: And here's the secret, um, Space Eater, sound.
3: Oh God, yes.
2: Oh yeah, voice slips for, and
1: then insert player name here. Got a great insert, ta- insert thing here while while playing against
2: insert team here. Right, especially if it's uncompressed. Oh God, that'll that'll eat up a lot of space.
1: Yeah, and some of the. I, I, I believe these games usually have like licensed announcer voices, so.
2: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has licensed music as well, you know, as you'd expect from an NBA game. Mm uh-huh. hmm. You know, it's like, so. There's a lot of reasons why um, NBA 2 k team would be so big on the Switch. like, right. And and i think i'm about ready to move on because you know this is just getting depressing Mm -hmm.
3: yeah (laughs) suffice to say we'd rather not talk about this topic next year
2: yes anyway pay fan please to the next segment timing. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so now we're going to be t- um, you know, completely flipping the tables. I'm like, it's almost like diametric opposition here. Instead cough,
3: cough, about- why we have transition music, cough, cough.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, instead of talking about a modern sports game, um, we're talking about a classic um, tabletop series, and it's uh, video game adaptation, or its main video game adaptation. You know, um, so we're going to be talking about uh, Mech Warrior, which is actually a subset of a larger series uh, called BattleTech. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually talked about this topic before, or at least BattleTech, in the sense that we literally had the inventor of uh, the game and the universe on our program a few years ago, and hopefully we'll have them back in 2018 when the uh, Latest BattleTech game gets released, but um, that BattleTech game is not what we're talking about here. In this, because MechWarrior, um, this actually wasn't an, an adaptation of like the full Battle uh, BattleTech uh, rules and universe into a digital landscape. You know, a hex-based. Uh, strategy game.
1: Yeah, it's a tactical uh, board game. It's a tactical tabletop game, nor in the original form. And, it, and
2: indeed, BattleTech uh, certainly saw a number of those kind of adaptations. In fact, like the first BattleTech game was BattleTech: The Crescent Hawk's Inception. Inception. Um. Which was closer, which was actually closer to like a third person, it wasn't a strategy game, but it certainly wasn't Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been like uh decades since I actually played that game. Um, but Mech Warrior is a first person, um, well, I guess for lack of term, shooter. It's not an, like I'm not sure if you would actually call it an FPS. But this is more about um, the micro battle in the sense that, you know, you are a person who fights on the battlefield in a mech and you fight other mechs. You're not really worried about the grand strategy applications here. And
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Because, you know, piloting giant robots is cool. Mm-hmm. Why don't we make a game about that? Well, it's also, it's or rather, a, that's that's a cool part of the setting. Why don't we?
2: But it's also, uh, it also incorporates the BattleTech rules into its uh, design. Um, here's a hint: we over here in the West tend to treat mechs very differently than what they do in uh, Japan and anime and all that shit. Right. Um, yeah. Well, BattleTech,
1: especially, they're they're treated. Within a reasonable amount of verisimilitude, like tanks, in that there, there are a lot of technical aspects to them, and you're not going to see super robot shenanigans so much.
2: Not even real robot shenanigans. Like, th- like it, it's more, if I had to equate into an anime, something like Pat Labor. Mm. Uh, I'm like, where these are actual tools that you have to um, maintain and um, heat. Heat signatures are a big part of Battletech.
1: Heat signatures and heat tolerance without which your thing starts having
2: problems. Right. You actually have to pay attention or else you're going to overheat, and that means bad things for your vehicle. Uh, That chance that's going to happen in, you know, a super robot show.
1: Unless they specifically use that in a gimmick, and even then it'll only happen when it's extremely plot relevant for it to happen. Right. Like when like when the hero needs to be taken down a peg.
2: Right, right. Now, mind you, um, it's still not treating mechs as they are if they were actual machines, because mechs like this couldn't actually exist in real life. Like like there are several reasons why mechs don't actually exist. They're very well, important impact- for
1: one thing is just it's bad design. For real life combat, because in real life, a lot of effort is put into giving combat vehicles the lowest profile possible, so that they are the smallest target possible. That does not happen when you're riding in like, like this signature mech, and and a lot of these things looks kind of like the nose of a bomber, with like two really big old chicken legs
2: on either side. Right, and let's be honest, and the mech designs themselves tend to be well really impractical um, how do i put this surface tension mm-hmm. Surf- yeah some of them have kind of small legs or like mm-hmm. like a lot of these mechs would actually sink into the ground yeah so while while mech warrior/battle tech you know, treats these like actual vehicles that, you know, it's hard science versus soft science or straight out fantasy is what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, there are different parts that, of it that are realistic. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the whole thing is.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the Mech Warrior games not only have you, you know, doing the um, fighting on the battlefield, um, but you are, you know, maintaining your mech. You're switching out parts. Um, you're hiring um, other people, and so on and so forth. Yeah, you, you know, uh, that that is a big part of this series as well. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the most famous mech warrior game is the second one. Like, it, it was certainly, you know. I don't know how popular like uh, Mech Warrior Three or Mech Warrior Four, but Mech Warrior Two um, legitimately was a million, like like a multi-million seller. Um, big hit for Activision. In fact, I believe Bobby Kotick has said that you know Activision managed to double in size just on the sales of this one game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. You know, uh, MechWarrior Two was absolutely huge back in the um, mid '90s. Manly, really, I don't think I don't think I've ever played the like uh, computer version. I played it a bit on the Sony PlayStation, and yeah, it was bad. Like, it's not surprising that a um, mid '90s PC port to a PlayStation console ended up not being good. You know, especially something as, uh, you know, Mer- MechWarrior 2 was a graphical showcase of the time. Uh, I think the Digital Foundry has a has a video on, like, just how many, not so many iterations, but um, MechWarrior 2 came out of time of competing graphics cards and when 3D acceleration was starting to take off. Like, you know, it was one of the first games to really show off what... Um, 3D graphics, 3D graphics acceleration could do. Um, like even before Quake did, and of course it was during that time when DOS and Windows were still, you know, the transitioning. So you had DOS version, Windows version, what have you. Anyway, and perhaps like the most popular part of MechWarrior 2 was MechWarrior 2 Mercenary. Um, popular enough to get another um, iteration uh, in the Mech Warrior. Like, there's a Mech Warrior 2 mercenaries, and there's a Mech Warrior 4 mercenaries. And in fact, there is a. Uh, the next installment of the Mech Warrior series is going to be Mech Warrior 5 mercenaries.
1: As opposed t- to, like, the guys who actually just work for one country.
2: Right. Well. It, yeah, it's like you're usually playing uh, like a prince or something uh, mm-hmm. of the inner sphere or what, what have you.
1: Because there's an enormous, huge space opera background behind all
2: this stuff. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I guess what this uh, series took influence from? Uh, hint: Macross, Robotech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They literally,
1: they literally even borrowed mech designs from several things. Yeah, w- including what's now? Macross.
2: Which are now called uh, the unseen, because Harmony Gold sued their asses,
1: and in spite, to- in spite of their, you know, recently legally decided lack of actual right to do so.
2: Oh no 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 no! This this goes back like back to the 90s.
1: Oh no! It's just not they they still are less used and have been for a long time. No, it's I, just, there was no actual legal justification for it. It turns out
2: uh i'm not sure about that case i I don't because we're actually talking about separate lawsuits um there's the harebrained scheme uh, there's the harmony gold versus Harebrain schemes and then there's the tatsunoko productions versus harmony gold lawsuits uh um the uh schemes one was filed a couple months ago and i don't i haven't seen any updates on that recently Hmm. um
1: I thought it was pretty decided that they don't actually have any right to the designs themselves.
2: I'd have to look up what what was, like, what was uh, the, if there was an end result there. But, I mean, back in the 90s, that was definitely not the case.
3: Well, to be fair, this is also a company that's been trying to go after Sunrise. You know, the people who make Gundam? Mm
2: Yeah. I I don't even know where to begin with that. (laughs) Laugh
3: hysterically.
1: Yes. Anyway, the important thing is not we're not just talking about Macross here. No, no.
3: I'm pretty uh, sure we'd uh, summon Mac at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, with Mech Warrior Two mercenaries, uh, yeah, less of a space opera thing and more. Um, how do I put this? Like championship manager? I'm like, um, you know going back to, like, sports games, it's like uh, general manager mode or something like that, because sure. you're not just taking, you know, taking missions. Um, you have to take care of your finances. You have to actually manage the money and shit like that. You're actually the, you know, the manager, the boss, you know, the financial um, wizard of the team.
1: Right, because you don't have a government that's paying for your giant robots, mm-hmm. and giant robots are expensive. Right. And
3: this isn't just throw money at your mech. Are there other aspects of money no, to you... deal with, or is it just mech?
2: Um probably I'm like I'm not I'm not actually sure about that.
3: I'm like Like do you have to deal with like food as well or fuel or
2: uh, it's like and I'll also know this being not the only version that's something that could have been interesting uh mech warrior four mercenary. Like, uh, let's see. Um, players take contracts from one of four factions the Draconius Combine, the Federated Commonwealth, the Comstar, and the Free uh, Hague Republic. Generally, the background plots is of the Draconius Combine and the Federated Commonwealth making initial moves towards yet another war between the two great powers, with the FRR and CS trying to play off both against the middle. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, missions include helping and crushing uprisings, generally, uh, deep recon and raids, anti-pirate campaigns, and even fights against Mercutants. Um The player can attempt to win the crown of, uh, of Champion of Solaris in the battle, tech game, battle mech games.
3: Yeah, don't get those confused.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like the actual um, mechs are called battle mechs. Uh, inside massive enclosed arenas, these missions proved to be so popular, they were brought back in MechWarrior for Mercenaries. Like, not really... Not really seeing it, um, you know. If you have to deal with like the overall financials here, like, and if that's something, if that's something that hasn't appeared, um, maybe in the new one, because, you know, that that does feel like, you know, part of the mercenary thing, you know, hiring people, dealing with salaries, you know, just go full on. Um, football manager. <laughs> Although actually, have gameplay as well. That may be a tall order. I uh, think about it. Uh, but yeah, Mech has proven to be popular. Um. There. There was some disputes. I'm trying to remember. Because MechWarrior 3 ended up at a new publisher I think it flowed from the MechCommander series Because um, Mech Commander was made By Microprose And they had the um, License to that And I guess they picked up the MechWarrior license as well I'm a bit foggy it's been a few years since we interviewed Jordan, so I'm a bit foggy on all this. But, um, you know, MechWarrior ended up at Hasbro for, for a bit of a stint. And then um, the Microsoft buyout of FASA happened. Uh, or at least the uh, like FASA Interactive portion. Because, like... Because it,
1: that's how the corporation do.
2: Well, yeah... Like, because the rights to Battletech are actually um, owned half by Microsoft and half by Topps.
1: Who you um, might know from trading cards.
2: Yeah. I, and thankfully, Microsoft is actually pretty loose when it comes to IP, like surprisingly so, or at least these days. Um... Because, you know, we are getting uh, new Shadowrun games. You know, we're getting a new Battletech game. New Warrior game. Granted, you probably, you know, we're probably not going to see those on, say, the PlayStation anytime soon. Um, but maybe we will, because, I don't know, Minecraft is a thing on the PlayStation. But then, again, you know, that could be a special exception. Uh, you know, uh, still, it's uh, it's good that Mech Warrior and the whole FASA um, u- universe, maybe not the whole FASA universe, because Crimson Skies has yet to uh, make a return. But you know, this franchise isn't being left in the dust. Yeah, like. And the new version is is being developed by Piranha Games, not to be confused with Piranha Bytes. I think we're actually working on like a previous version of MechWarrior. Warrior, or maybe I, like anyway. Piranha Bytes they're they're a German developer of RPGs. These guys are a Canadian video game developer. Um, it, like looks like they've done a whole bunch of work for higher stuff. Like and, and they also did the um, MechWarrior online, which is a some which is a thing that I have not played. Mhm. Now, admittedly, like BattleTech uh my interactions with um MechWarrior and BattleTech are kind of limited. I have actually played the tabletop game like like back in the 90s like i had uh, fun with it it's just you know tabletop gaming was ex- is expensive oh but yeah even mm-hmm. even even a game like this one of the differences between this game
1: and a lot of other you know tabletop strategy games is that uh the company that did this is not uh, primarily a model selling company so like they allow you to use proxies and stuff, but still making good models is expensive, even if they're not all monopolized.
2: Yeah, and uh, th- this is uh, this is one of those uh, games where you need models because, you know, movements and um, uh, aiming and all that stuff, they're all factors in combat. Mm-hmm. You know, so you do need, uh, especially since... Uh, I lost my train of thought there. But yeah, it, I, I knew somebody who was really into tabletop games in high school, um, which is why I played quite a bit of, uh, not just Battletech, but um, Warhammer. Holy shit, that is Warhammer collection. Like, right. uh, Warhammer 40K especially. He uh, even had some Palladium stuff. Yeah. Although I don't think he, he had any figures. Mm. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, anyway... Uh, anything else we want to say about uh, Mech Warrior? Um, I don't
1: have as much to say as I'd like to because I never actually played the the video games of this. Yeah. I just mostly follow it, interest like of interest as a uh, fan of mechs in general. And the setting is kind of interesting, even though I don't know a ton about it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm like this isn't the most polished topic we've had in the uh, in discussions but, you know we needed something for this week and uh, it just came to mind mhm so, anyway uh, that'll about do it that'll about do it for this week uh, we are ending a bit early but th- that kind of happens when we have the the double topic weeks mhm yeah. so, at any rate, the week ahead. Uh, let's see. Do we want to do MSP first or not? Uh, well,
3: MSP right now, like this week. Um, what exactly are we doing?
1: We are doing introducing Kevin, unless you managed to come up with a guest in the last twenty minutes.
3: I could not, so I didn't know if like we're actually doing MSP or.
1: It's introducing Kevin Andor pilot episode of Last News Desk. And
3: yeah, we'll figure it out. I hope.
2: <laughs> so that's MSP.
3: Like, that's MSP every week. Let's let's be clear here.
2: Well, hopefully next week we have a clearer vision. Him, though that's up to you. So. Yeah. Or Mac, you know. Uh, I do have a guest I'm working on. But okay the point is somebody is in charge of that that is isn't right. me. An so anyway the week ahead uh this week for reviews we have uh hob the latest endeavor from our good friends at runic games i've put about six hours into this and it's really good so far like uh it, it is really different from their previous work um, if you don't remember, they are the ones who made the torchlight games, which were you know, games basically that were basically Diablo. Um, this is much more like uh, Zelda. Like, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Like it, honestly, it's uh, already become one of my favorite games of the year. Mhm. Uh, more on that on Sunday. Ah, uh, the other game is Arrowheads. Uh, this is a multiplayer-focused uh, archery kill the waves. Uh, it's not a tower defense game. I'm not exactly sure what to call the genre. It's like it's a third-person uh, shooter um, with a very very limited view. Um, shooting, shooting gallery. Sort of. You're not actually. Uh, you're actually killing things that move. So it's not a shooting gallery, either. I mean, you Um, can kill
1: things that move in a shooting gallery.
2: Well, I mean, they're actual um, enemies. Like, that attack you and shit. It's sort of like a tower defense game, just lacking the tower defense elements. Like, you'll see it when we play it on Friday. No, I I know what you mean. I just
1: don't know how to describe it, either. You
2: know, it's a game that'll be better presented visually. Than um, talking about it. <clears throat> That's what I'm getting at. And next week, uh, we do have two interviews. Uh, on third, on uh, Tuesday, October third, we'll be having Kai, Tru- uh, Kai from Bite back again. Um, we're going to be talking about Nine Parchments, uh, their upcoming game for um, all consoles. I I think. Uh, I know special attention has been given to the Nintendo Switch version, but I do think... Uh, let me just make sure on platforms here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, Wikipedia doesn't have it listed yet. Oh, what? Well. must
1: be really new, or really obscure.
2: No, it's fairly new. Uh, there it is. Yeah, it's coming to the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Microsoft Windows, and Nintendo Switch. Um, it's like a, it's a multiplayer-focused uh, third-person action game, from what I've seen. Um, more on that next week. And uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, our next Wednesday program is going to have Cyrus Wesson of Bandai Namco Games. Uh, this is going to be our third rep from Bandai Namco on the program. Uh, he is in charge of Project Cars 2, which we're going to be talking about uh, primarily. I'm sure we're going to be talking about other games, but that's going to be the focus. And uh, he is actually going to be—he's uh, tentatively stated to come back in November um, to talk about Dot uh, Hack, G.U., um, Last Order whatever they're calling the remake, uh, the remake, like, Mm -hmm. um, until MSP and whatever the hell we end up doing there, I wish you good gaming.